0: who were preacher fans The only dudes who could ever teach me were some guys who were preacher
1: fans Yes they were, they were Oh yes they were
0: That's a podcast theme right there.
2: Welcome to Preacher Man, a podcast about AMC's Preacher. It is time to go to church. It is Sunday. We're <laughs> racking up the pews. What? We're yeah. This guy gets getting church. our Bibles and thumping yeah. them. Yeah. Nice. yeah. Know what you do? Real church uh, guy. I'm um. Jewish and I'm Alex. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I'm Justin and nothing. And uh, it is a Sunday morning. We're recording this uh, on. And uh, Pete's got his hot soup. Yeah, I'm
2: Pete. Yeah, what's uh, going on, Pete? You why
0: uh, why is this a bit?
2: Well,
1: it's not a, not bit. It's a bit. Very
0: real. <laughs> Pete showed, we're recording in my basement right now, and Pete showed up with a hot canister of soup. Well, like, that's
1: how soup comes when you stop by the you know.
2: Yeah, but Chinese it's a Swiss hot restaurant. day outside. It's been like blistering all week. It was a little nice this morning. I got to be honest, but mm. it got hot and muggy. I think the humidity is around ninety three percent. Wow, what a and, guess. Uh, Approximately. The human barometer. (laughs) And your first thought was, I want a hot soup for lunch. No, my first thought was,
1: I'm hungry. There's nothing else open. I'm stopping at this Chinese food restaurant. Wait, hold on.
2: Sorry, you went to a Chinese food restaurant, and you're like, give me literally the
1: hottest thing you have. In the morning." It's eleven thirty. Well, noon actually. So it's no longer morning. But you got that in the morning. I, I just, just want to morning. say it's really
2: nice that at, uh, right at the start of the podcast we gave it the humidity of the time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the that's dry. useful. That's yeah. useful. Yeah. Let's
2: fun. jump in. Talk about this episode. Can of we preacher guaranteed to stop Eddie coffin? <laughs> But first, we'll do a little bit of recap leading up to this point. So, Jesse, Tulip, and Cassidy are all currently residents of Angelville, which is run by an evil lady named Grandma and her two henchmen, T.C. and Jody. Nice. I mean, that's fair, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's basically like a cartoon. They got an old guy, uh, old person, who's constantly hatching schemes and got the two dumb henchmen always backing her up. Yeah. Yeah, It's basically like a... What would you say? Gummy Bears? <laughs> I honestly don't no, know I what you're talking about.
1: That episode <laughs> proves it's not Gummy Bears. It's it sure. a little creepy with the relationship. Yeah, stuff. This is the first episode that proves the
2: preacher is not Gummy Bears. Uh, anyway, so they're at Angelville. <laughs> uh, they, Cassidy has been leaving and coming back and being told to leave and come back uh, because they found out he's a vampire. Uh, he eventually ended up escaping by wearing somebody else's skin. Classic. Tulip decided to stay to back up Jesse. Uh, and they they decided to team up and take down. Well, maybe not take down Grandma, but at least fight back a little bit is sort of what's going on at this point. Yeah. yeah. Um. I don't know. We'll probably cover the rest going into it. But as we kick off, oh, well, there's one other thing we should say. Um, gummy bears are
0: a, a snack first, and then it's yeah. a Disney cartoon where they're uh, yeah. set in medieval here and times. there and everywhere. Yeah, I know. Well, I like Gummy Bears. That slipped into a song there for Pete. Um, they would drink a magic potion, they could bounce. Yeah,
2: yeah, just like us. Yeah. Uh, no, I've been searching for that
1: magic potion my whole life. Yeah? Yeah. You
2: got to go to, what is it, Gummy Forest or something like it's that? It's really hard
1: to find that forest, mm-hmm. guys.
2: Uh, no, it's tequila for you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's your
0: gummy berry juice. <laughs> yeah, sweet.
2: So, should we jump into the episode? Justin, you want to walk us through it?
0: Uh, yeah, let's uh, jump into it. Uh, this started. Um, this episode started in a uh, a Pete centric fashion with a grand fist fight.
1: Well, it starts with Tulip doing a little snooping and then a little snooping. Yeah, yeah, and then there's kind of a romantic moment with Jesse and Tulip, and they're like, "You wanna?" You Which wanna is play? like a different type of snooping. Yeah, romance. I mean, yeah, yeah. And I thought it was Snooping adorable. Around. And they were like, "You ready to brawl?" And they just kind of looked at each other, a loving moment. And I was like, "Oh, look at them taking on yeah. the world together." Fight is sex, and sex is fight. Yeah, yeah. What, mix them up? What's <laughs> the difference? <laughs> Oh, I think geez. there's a big difference.
2: Uh, yeah, I, I think there's a big difference. I've never too. noticed one. This is anytime. not the time for that suggestion, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, so
0: they have a, a big old fist fight with uh,
1: Jody and TC. Amazing. The the stunt coordination, the fighting, the music. Well, uh, Pete, you I, of London, is yeah. You yeah uh, Pete,
2: you and I were talking about this a little bit earlier in the week. And one thing that Preacher excels at throughout its run is these one, almost one shot, one room fight sequences yeah. where so many things are going on at the same time. They swing the camera around. They catch everything. They're extremely well done. Yeah. Really, really well done.
0: And they seem very fun. It's one of the few shows I feel like on TV where the fights are like super fun. Uh, there's an improvised flamethrower in this. Oh which,
1: man, that was crazy. And uh, then which it was, was like violent. the the hairdryer with a roll of toilet paper around it. Yeah, what was it? It was a
2: found items fight or yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so TC pulls out, actually makes a flamethrower weapon, and then Tulip pulls out a used razor, and what was the other item? I don't
1: know, some kind of hair scrunchie or something. Yeah, it was hair like, scrunchie. What? It was just it, a distraction move. It right, she just hits him on the
2: balls and knocks him down. Yeah. It's uh, hilarious. It's great. The whole it, thing was great. Uh, Still, they kind of lose, unfortunately. Jesse and Tulip. Yeah, Yeah, Jesse and Tulip lose. And the
0: the prompt of the fight was that Cassidy's gone. Right. They know that he's gone missing, and so they're pissed.
2: Yes. Uh, So they head downstairs. Uh, They end up capturing Jesse, and they end up throwing him in the coffin, which is something that happened when he was a kid all the time. I think we've seen flashes of it on the show, right? We did. That was, I
0: think, maybe the first thing we learned of Angelville was Jesse in the coffin as a kid um and what a weird punishment to just have
1: i guess it's gotta be one of the scariest punishments you can do do you
0: think it started where they were like okay you're gonna have to get in this coffin and then he would get out so they were like okay fine we're gonna
1: put put the coffin underwater yeah
2: i think it was all it was i think they were just like put that coffin underwater let's do this wow and then later they were like oh yeah it needs a breathing tube now do you guys have special punishments for your kids like that uh, great question, Pete. Yeah. Uh, I also use a coffin. Oh, smart. Uh Yeah, smart. I mean, as you know, I live by a lake, so it's pretty easy to install yeah. the coffin there. That big yeah. Brooklyn lake. Yep. Uh, and as a voodoo practitioner named Grandma, that's my professional name, right. this is a weird coincidence. Yeah, wow, no, that's
0: fun. Yeah. How about um, you? And then I do this uh, sort of psychological torture where I just have y- Pete on loop swearing at <laughs> me, my daughter's father, and I just play that for her.
1: Wow, that's a punishment. Be really? Yeah. Yeah, because I've uh, we've come over before and heard you waterboarding your kids.
0: Jesus. How do you know the sound of water? Well, yeah. you can tell. Also, I like the fact
2: what? that you said kids because <laughs> he has one kid who's coming down the road. So clearly he's like, I'm just going to waterboard my unborn child. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's fucked up.
0: That's what a statement, Pete. Well, all right, man. Yeah. You yeah you're I'm like the Dick Cheney of this podcast. Yeah. Wow. No, and we've been saying that for a long time. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> this is unrelated. It's just because you... Uh, but we've always had a Dick Cheney on this podcast. Even yes. in the early days,
2: it was Dick Cheney. Yeah, <laughs> before you, right? Yeah, During took season, over season one, Cheney. if you guys go back and listen. When he got yeah, shot it, in the
1: face, I took over. I think yeah, it's oh, yeah, to yeah, and way. we were like, oh, this makes more sense.
0: <laughs> 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 yeah, because Dick Cheney was like, uh, I don't read comics. I, uh, I, I don't read. even watch
2: the show. Yeah. I just like waterboarding people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> what? He does.
0: He does. That's his whole thing. I didn't know that about him. He loves it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, vice president. You knew he was shot in the face, but you didn't know he was a (laughs) waterboarder. Yeah, that's right. Even though you made that joke about waterboarding. You're the one talking about waterboarding. (laughs) Yeah, but you guys brought up. Are you mixing up boogie boarding and waterboarding? Because they're similar. Mm,
2: I boogie board my children. (laughs) (laughs) That's nice of you. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Uh, great stuff. Let's cut all that we just talked about. Uh, <laughs> so Jesse's in the coffin. Um, <laughs> and he
1: has his uh, daydream, kind of his
0: go-to. Hold on, that's in a little bit. Um, okay. And then we jump to sort of the other whole story that's going on. Hairstar um, and Humperdew, um, who is the uh, Christ, the descendant of Christ, the uh, Messiah that has been foretold. But he's not very good. No, now, not very we, bright.
2: we haven't met the All-Father yet, right? This is the first episode where we meet the All-Father. Is that correct? Uh, Yes, I believe so. Okay. All right. I'm getting very confused this episode because there's a ridiculous amount of comic book stuff that is introduced and does happen very specifically in this episode where we've been going a little afield. Like, there's been touches of things the past couple of episodes, little visual cues, but this is stuff that's straight out of the comic. So, to be perfectly honest, there's stuff in my brain where I'm like, have I seen that before? I think we've seen that before, but I don't remember. But the Allfather is obese. Yes. I mean, I think it's fair to say that. I know we're trying to be politically correct in our society and whatever, but that guy eats too much. He
0: does eat a lot yeah. and he doesn't seem to mind um, that he is engorging himself yes. on food. So. That's kind of
2: his deal. Yeah, he's disgusting, uh, but he is overseeing the whole Humperdue project. He wants to reveal Humperdue to the world and Hairstar uh, needs to ra- 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 rile up the troops in order to get Humperdue to work. Uh, things immediately go bad with the first test when Humperdue is meeting who we think queen. is the Queen of England, turns out to be an actor of the there's a lot of actors, of dignitaries that he's supposed to beat. Uh, he gets so enamored with her ring, he ends up sticking her
1: finger at his mouth and sucking her rig off, and it's gross. Yeah. It is super gross. But there yeah. was that funny moment where it's like, okay, actors hold hold all actors that was a fun moment where you realize yeah, we, all, yeah we only- all the stuff with the grail is hilarious it is episode. very
0: fun and Hairstar was set up last season to be this like horrifying villain mm-hmm. and then mo- mostly after that and this season he's just like a, the comic relief. Really he hates leads. his job you know he yeah really he's hate- like a murderous uh middle manager Um, managing the rise of the
2: the Messiah. And I'd say in that, I know you haven't read the comic, Justin, but that's very on par with how they treat them in the books, that they are supposed to be this overwhelming organization. They are supposed to be all-encompassing, have their fingers everywhere. But in a very lackadaisical way, Jesse and Cassidy and Tulip always mess up their plans. Yeah. It's, honestly, it's a lot like Snorks, if you think about it. Like, it's very similar in terms of the way they treated the villains on that show. Yeah, the
0: overarching uh, organization in Snorks uh, trying to give the rise to the double Snork.
2: Topped, uh, yeah yeah Messiah i know it's you're talking about show. yeah yep. you know what i'm talking yeah. about yeah that was snorks was actually the original waterboarding yeah, <laughs> oh my God. yeah. it's actually worse
0: uh re-watching snorks is worse than being waterboarded.
2: oh man how could a smurfs ripoff set underwater be bad <laughs>
0: <laughs> i like they were like well they need something on their head to stick up that's the whole thing with smurfs that right the people love that they love how they have those hats they go but and it was the snorks is that is that how their hats go yeah but dope Huh. The snor- How's that work on an audio podcast, by the way? Yeah, no, it did. Okay. I think people get it. Uh the snork snorkels were never for breathing though. That's what never really made That's sense. What I they were they always were. underwater.
2: Oh, is that what they were?
0: Yeah. They were you snorkels. Know what snork is yes. almost the entire word snorkel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: never got that until right wow. now. For
0: those of you born anytime in the last twenty years who are listening to this
2: podcast, you can Sorry. Google all of these things. <laughs> Google is a search engine online. It's oh, like man. uh Snapchat, but more. Wow. Very More so. cool. uh,
0: we learn right after um, we see Humperdue um, mouth, make out with uh, the queen's finger that um, he can tap. He's a yeah. tapper. His one skill is fantastic soft shoe. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I love fantastic. this, and
2: I love, uh, I love all the folks involved in the growl. I love the... I'm blanking on their names, but... The, the man and the woman who you've seen yeah. over the yeah, course of the yeah. seasons. The man is played by a guy named Ma- Malcolm Barrett. He is on the show Timeless that is much beloved, but twice canceled. Uh, yeah, man, that dude can play. Uh, the oh, PM. he's great. He's He's, he's fantastic and yeah. hilarious. And she's fantastic and hilarious. She comes in uh, punched in the nose, and her star's like, what happened to you? And she's like, "Uh." Mm-hmm. And just the whole relationship, the whole thing is so... Uh, Something, that, to be perfectly honest, that takes me out of the show a little bit, but also is part and parcel with it, is how breezy it is. Why does it take you out of the show? It takes me out of the show because I can't necessarily get emotionally involved. Uh, That I enjoy it It's fun to watch But because nobody really cares About anything that's going on I don't necessarily care On an emotional level About what's Uh going on
0: Well they seem to Like Agent Featherstone Specifically She's like They seem to be ready to die At any moment Mm -hmm. So it definitely
1: makes Their stakes a little bit And she's really into Hairstar
0: Yeah Yes And uh, And Agent Barrett uh, For lack of a better His actual (laughs) name (laughs) Is really into her Yeah Yes so classic, classic love triangle. It's classic right love triangle. Oh, I
1: love it. I love it. it. You love love, love, love triangles. I love he's love, involved triangles. With so I love triangles. So many love
0: triangles. It's crazy. He doesn't have any interest in paying off. Yeah. Oh, wow. He's it's the Eddie. Like, he's the if you Veronica. Took he's all, the yeah.
2: If you took all the love triangles involved in, it's basically like a love octagon if you fit them together. Yeah. Wow,
0: man. Like you know that when people are like, "Welcome to the octagon," they're talking about Alex's love life. Wow. <laughs>
2: Is that? <laughs> <laughs> when do people say that? Welcome to the octagon. Yeah, yeah that's like a time. fighting
1: term. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do it's they still... fight in octagons? Yeah. 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 Don't you watch MMA? Times have changed. Uh, wow. <laughs> old Tommy <time laughs> Zelda. What
2: happened ah, was a kid? It was all squares. you fought <laughs> in squares. squares. Squared circle. So Too many true. sides.
0: Alex just used his real voice for the first time. Yes. This is why I talk. Uh, so Cassidy uh, has been on the. He's on the run now. Right. He's uh, loose. He's has no friends anymore. Um, so what does he do? He signs up for a dating app. Yeah, the old online dating, a vampire
1: connector app. And we, he has this uh, date that you think is going really well. Yeah, well, let, let me ask you about that date. Did you think at any point
2: that she was actually a vampire? Yes,
1: I did. Oh, really? Because okay. with the way she, in the beginning she was like, it seemed really into it, and then I was like, oh my god, I think she's a vampire too. And I was I, like, did, How I cool agree. Was that? I thought
0: it was. Like okay. I thought we were happening. getting into a whole new underbelly of the preacher verse and instead be.
2: she uh was a faker. Yeah. And she has faith. Here, here's and why he I thought pretty much from the beginning it. that she was not a vampire, that she no. was faking in some way, is because we are at the point in Cassidy's story where he can only get lower. Like, he's definitely at a really low point, but I don't think things are going to get better for him anytime soon. I think they're just going to get
1: worse. Wow, that's a weird way to look at Cassidy as a whole.
2: I love Cassidy. I think Joseph Gilgan is fantastic. He is amazing. But as a character, he's been forced away from the main trio.
1: Uh,
2: He is on his own, and to have things go better for him seems like the wrong arc at this point of the season.
1: Okay. Uh, My two cents.
0: I feel like he's the most interesting character to me. So, like, I wish that... I liked... I wish they had brought the, the love triangle between um, Cassidy, Jesse, and Tulip to a little bit more of a head. Uh, it's coming, my friend. Yeah, no, I'm sure it is. But I, it's, they're pushing him away in a way that I don't feels odd if they're just going to bring him back.
1: Well, there's this whole thing that you got to discover, like you talked about, the underground belly. Yeah. I mean, did you freak out when he grabbed her by the throat and was like, you're a fucking poser? That shit was insane. Yeah, he's angry. Yeah. He has hundreds of years of anger.
2: Can we get back to the triangle for a second? Because I'm an expert in triangles, and I love them, as we've already established. Uh, I don't think it's really a triangle, though. That's the thing. I mean, that's why it's okay for him to go on his own, because Tulip's not into it. Right, Tulip's not into it. Tulip loves Jesse. Jesse loves Tulip. They have their own issues, but Cassidy is this side thing. You know, he's in love with Tulip. That is what a triangle is. But there's (laughs) a missing
1: edge of the triangle. It's more an arc. It's, a, it's uh, an A without well, a line between Well, might be an invisible line to Tulip, but it's a line for him. Yeah, yeah. It's a line going in one direction. Yeah.
2: There's a line going in one direction. There's a line going in another direction. You're missing that third line. See, again, I'm an expert in triangle. Triangles. No, we're
1: saying there is a line.
2: Mathematically, tri- you, so you think Jesse is in love with Cassidy? You dick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh,
2: anyway, learn some math.
1: Oh, all
0: right. wow. That's all
1: I'm saying. No. Uh, oh.
0: Learn an octagon. Uh, Touche.
1: (laughs) So anyways, yeah. So he (laughs) confronts her in the bathroom in this insane way basically yeah. threatens her life.
0: They're hooking up and then they're not. She runs out very upset, yeah. but still not super freaked out by the fact that she just encountered a real... Right. But
2: Agent Featherstone is in disguise as a tourist watching the entire just time. just getting wasted after that. Right. right. That, that is well. a ridiculous disguise that she was in. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they, the Grail ends up taking him and then they lose him to another group. Well, this is jumping ahead to the end yep. of the episode, but I think we can do that. That's yeah. fair. We can uh, do whatever we want, man. Yeah. Well... It's We're all just for a game. This tape. We're it's just... all good, bro. Yeah. So uh, another group ends up taking him, and it's uh, the children of the night. Children of the blood. blood. Children of blood. Uh, le, les enfants, les enfants, des Song. Oh, what wow. just happened? Uh, uh, children of Blood. Have been mixed well, it's up. in New Orleans, and New Orleans is a Cajun place, and uh, they have French, and uh, they speak French. You can English.
0: tell Alex yeah. is out over his skis a little bit because he gets real <laughs> quiet in the mic. <laughs> <laughs> in New Orleans, which is uh,
2: Cajun? Uh from uh, 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 <laughs> uh, uh, over skis. Uh, That's a very upstate. Uh, uh, beignets yeah. and such. What? <laughs>
1: <laughs> what was that? Uh,
0: but no, you are right. Uh, yeah. So it makes sense. Uh, New Orleans traditionally um, is the home of vampires in America, as we all know.
2: Wait,
1: yeah. we all know that? Yeah,
0: everybody knows that. Yeah. Have you been? No. Oh, you got to go. Yeah.
2: Real blood drinking town. Yeah. Mm. There, There's a little less after, well, Katrina. Yeah. Oh, you're an <laughs> asshole, dude. What the fuck? Does it make any wow, sense? Wow, dude. It's so
0: horrible. Wow. uh. So just <laughs> <laughs> uh, So yeah, it, it is it's a funny uh, uh, sort of back and forth. They uh, Cassidy's blind drunk um, and yeah. he gets kidnapped by Grail and they're like let's make a video because they're trying to get Jesse to become their messiah. Right. The Hair Star is trying because he hates Humperdue. He's rejecting the all fathers uh, sort of well, but all father loves it. Yeah, but he, he loves he's, he's smart right. to
1: hate Humperdue, because he's like People won't get behind this guy. Yeah. He's too dumb to present to the world as this is the savior. So
0: he wants Jesse to come back. The thing is, we haven't talked about Genesis at all this season. Right. We also uh, haven't we know talked
1: about the fact that there is a Hitler running around. Episode 7. Episode 7
2: is all about Hitler. Oh uh, um, yeah. I the believe the killers. title of the episode is Hitler. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> The so. Saint of Killers is, is chasing down. Yeah. Uh, Hitler and we assume, we don't know exactly. Yeah, we don't know. Our oh, space. Yet. Right. Uh, our space assume. and Hitler. Uh, so I think what by duel. episode seven, so a couple more weeks, but we'll get there. And
0: I, I wasn't on, I wasn't on the podcast when you guys talked about the last episode, but man, that scene with the hellfire floor. On oh, it's so, so cool. cool. Here, the guy
2: <laughs> who played the devil was amazing. Here's a fun thing about the guy who played the devil. I looked into it later. Uh, Uh, It was Tobin from The Walking Dead. Wow. Uh, Carol's love interest, like very soft spoken, nice guy. Mm -hmm. They put him in a bunch of makeup, played Satan. Versatility. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Streep of a very violent television show. Yes. One other thing that
2: we actually didn't talk about uh, in that episode is Satan's office, the outside. Yeah. The design was direct from the comic book. A bunch of folks were posting that afterwards. And those are those little Easter eggs we're talking about. It's always kind of neat. The scene itself. I don't know magical, Yeah. Well, it's not in the comic book at all, mm-hmm. um, but it's nice that they put those touches in there. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Back uh, to the show.
0: Back to the show at hand. Uh, so there. So Hairstar is very invested in getting Jesse as the Messiah, but Hairstar, I still, I don't think he's quite clear how messed up Genesis is, which is his whole sort of reason for being the Messiah. So I feel like we're headed for some sort of confrontation there.
2: Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, on the other hand, we've talked about this a bit, and it's not totally clear exactly what's going on with Genesis, but if it is tied into Jesse's soul, Hairstar has the key there. He has... A piece of Jesse's soul. Yes, and we did get to see that comic. Right. So he can give that back to Jesse and have everything that he needs. Right. Ooh. We think. Yeah, but we he think we're not sure
0: though because Genesis was a little messed up even before. Yeah,
2: I still think there's a bit of uh, the old Spider Man 2 going on there. Yes, I know, which is what everyone is dying for. <laughs> <laughs> Spider Man 2 is great. Yeah. Sure. What? I've Come watched on, that a
0: couple times recently. Because uh, a my, couple of times, my my, my nephew is you obsessed still watch Ant Man. I did watch Ant
2: Man and the Wasp. Really? Wow. Wait, well, well, this, yeah. this is not the time. <laughs> <laughs> we to try. This is the time. Talk about Spider Man too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: it's just not the, all those <laughs> Tobey Maguire movies, uh, Spider Man movies, compared to the 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 current or Andrew ones? Garfield ones. No. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the current, current ones, current. the Andrew Garfield ones. No, that's okay. not. Oh, you're <laughs> behind the times. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you mm-hmm. don't Spider-Man: see homecoming. I mm-hmm. so.
2: uh, haven't heard of it. Oh, great. Okay. Uh, anyway, man, I hope they could put Spider-Man in the MCU. That would be awesome. <laughs> Bring in Andrew Garfield. <laughs> oh man. Cool.
0: Uh, so, anyway, they're making a video. Hairstar's making a video to try to lure Jesse to come back. In the middle of this video, Cassidy's blind drunk. Um, he is taken by this new faction, which includes the woman he went on this date with. Right. Uh, the Children of Blood, and we that's the end, very end of the episode, and we don't know what's going to happen. Right. So, let's well, jump back though. that's not
1: the very end. We get one more scene, which is Yes, we should uh, talk about the bulk of the episode,
2: though, which yes. is Jesse in the coffin and what goes on with Tulip Tul- and, Grandma. and Grandma. Um, Basically, Jesse is in a coffin the entire time to the point where he starts hallucinating. He starts seeing John Wayne uh, in a black and white uh, cowboy Cowboy. scene. Um, Here's what I took away from it. I'm curious to hear what you guys uh, uh, took from it. But I think when he goes there, I mean, I think it's pretty literally... Things are confusing. He doesn't know which way to go. So he needs to see things in clearly good and bad. He needs to see things in literal
1: black and white. And that's mm-hmm. why he's going to the scenes. That's what I took away from it. I don't know what you I thought it was kind of his happy place when things get tough, where he just Didn't like... It like
0: a happy place.
1: Dude, sometimes you need a place where you have like an old school badass to give you advice about life, you know? And that's kind of where he kind of resets himself. See,
0: for me, I thought it was like sort of the bad little boy personality that has splintered off from Jesse. And that's like sitting inside his brain ready to come out at any time.
2: There, There's part of that. And I don't know how much of this, again, is coming from the comics uh, versus the show. But he lost his dad, right? And he's so... Yeah. Uh, um, he looked for solace in John Wayne movies in the movie theater. We kind of already know that from, uh, some of the stuff that he's touched on and talked about as a kid in the show. So, I think maybe we're all right, you know, that he is trying to go back. So exciting. Yeah, it would. Well, but that he is going to that place. He is regressing to childhood when he relied on this John Wayne
1: creature that he created in his head who replaced his dad. And it also feels like this is something he did when he was stuck in the coffin before. Like this is kind of his I'm in the coffin. I'm going to go into this happy place. The voice is in his head. Right,
2: but then he Same actually does.
1: That, yeah, uh, he voices. does take a
2: different tact and tries to get out of it by blowing up the coffin. First time, does it unsuccessfully. He tries to MacGyver it with a cigarette. Doesn't quite work. Ends up flooding the coffin until he actually does do it. Blows up the coffin and gets out. Right. Uh, meanwhile, wait, hold on. wait, hold wait, on, wait, wait. Are you trying to say you don't have
0: voices in your head? No, I do. It's you. <laughs> You're the voice in my head. Oh. You're my
2: Tyler Durden. <laughs>
0: People listen to this podcast only hear Alex and I speak.
2: <laughs> You're yeah, 100%. When, when we got rid of Dick Cheney, we never actually had anybody else come on.
1: Wow. Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> weird that great- I just found out I lived in your head this whole time. Yeah, it's big realization. Hey, could you give me a better apartment in your head, please? Because the <laughs> one I'm living in is a shit show. So I'll, fuck you. I'll try to-
0: I feel like it helps fuel the angry personality uh, oh, that I have now. I'm never gonna get a nicer place. <laughs> yeah, it's only gonna get worse. Uh but let me just say about the coffin thing. Yeah. The whole time he was doing this cigarette and the hole scam, I was like, right. What is this? It's a MacGyver style. I don't yeah, but it doesn't it didn't make any sense to me that and also when it exploded, how did that help him get out? It without
2: blew without up. killing him. I don't know, man.
1: Uh, <laughs> I don't know. So, so there's uh, then, gas coming in. Yes. So it, he clogged the bri- hole, and so it uh, back. It kind of backed up, and that gas was uh, it running on this machine that exploded. So that explosion somehow released him from the coffin is all I could put together. By the way, uh,
2: congratulations on your Netflix science show that you're doing, Bill and <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm very excited about that.
0: Peter Page, I, the science page. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> we're not, we're not science guys. I don't know. I didn't know what he was doing the entire time, but when it happened, I was like, "Sure, that's maybe a thing that happens with gases." I thought yeah, it was cool. I
0: just think e- either it didn't quite make sense that well, how it was working, and then when it did work, I didn't know how it blew up the coffin and didn't kill him. Also,
2: if you are inside a coffin, yeah, and the coffin this blows up. It can't kill you Because mostly people Are dead in there So that's the way The coffins are built That it can't kill The thing inside So the safest
0: place To be at any time Is inside a
2: coffin 100% Exactly
0: That's why vampires
1: Live forever uh well except for you know. Oh wow. The fact that you went back there after it was clearly <laughs> a bad moment is No no man. No, I don't know. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Wow. You were the worst You're person a ever. You're weirdo. You're
0: really pushing it. So anyway, let's uh <laughs> oh turn the god. corner once again. We've turned so many corners after Alex says something we're actually <laughs> making an octagon uh <laughs> with our conversation. Uh so uh Tulip is to find out where Jesse is. So she's alone. She's like, where's Jesse? We got, right. they're like, he's in time. And she's
1: trying to bond with, uh, Jody. Who's kind of got her trapped. And yeah. she has some amazing kind of one liners in there. Yeah. she's a fun
0: sort of, uh, yeah. Being trapped then she gets away. She, uh, kicks his ass and somehow gets him locked up, uh, yeah. pretty quickly. And she knows
1: that she had to really release Jesse. She needs to kill grandma. So, Did- uh, now there's one saying that she said, I wanted to ask you guys if you thought it was true Two have said worrying is for pussies. I thought that was a really amazing Wurring? worrying worrying or worrying. Yeah. I don't think that's true. Oh wow.
2: I mean, I'm not sure. Are you a little worried about it? It makes me a little nervous. Yeah, that yeah. Makes, <laughs> yeah
1: You're a pussy. Oh my.
0: <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> uh, so right as, uh, Jesse escapes from the coffin um, right. and uh, tulip escapes from her thing and they're confronting she's confronting grandma right when he bursts in she kills grandma and then she falls over dead
1: right as And well. then Jesse tries to save tulip wrong or yeah which is the wrong move you got to save grandma to save tulip so what
0: the uh, the flashback we get is we the way that um, uh, grandma Marie brought uh, tulip back to life was with some some magic uh, but she also Took some of Tulip's hair and fingernails and ate them.
1: That was now they're
0: now they're bonded. Right, as
2: we all know, if you eat something, it becomes part of your body permanently. Yeah, that's why Pete is full of soup. (laughs) (laughs) Pete's
0: Uh, all soup at this point.
1: Now, we also got another God uh, appearance here when Tulip dies, which is pretty amazing.
0: Yeah, I know. Uh, anytime I see a uh, a human sex dog, it's really <laughs> great, and
2: it doesn't remind me of <laughs> or anything in my life. Good. Yeah, Thank 100%. Uh, but, yeah, just so People they end who, up being the tied problem. because you of son that. son of a bitch. They run back in. They realize that they need to revive Grandma to save Tulip, so they bring Grandma back to life. But she is very sick. She's not feeling very well. Uh, and She you know, needs a soul. She needs a soul in order to feel better, and that's our last season of the episode is all four of them sitting there looking at each other realizing somebody needs to be that soul and them starting to fight
1: now my original thought was okay go get that lady the voodoo lady who tried to kill tulip that to me is if you need a soul get that lady or
2: just anybody else anybody outside the room you know
1: yeah up, guys. but i would just try who could we who could die and you'd be all right with I mean, of us, of us who could die and you'd be all right with. Wow. Oh, wow. What a, sort of Sophie's choice. Yeah. I don't think I should answer that question. Legally, you're right. Yeah. Mm. Um, it's Pete, though. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's, uh, what's shitty is it's got to be me because I'm mm. the only guy who doesn't have kids. So, that's Oh, nice. man, that's a nice way of thinking about it. That Thanks, is, Pete. It's really yeah.
0: nice. I yeah. just want you to take over as the, uh, I don't want to say godfather, but how about Weird Uncle for my children? Like, oh, yeah. Uh, no problem. Yeah.
2: Just remember, if you take over for my kids, to yep. boogie board them every day. <laughs> <laughs> Not a problem.
0: <laughs> Plus, Pete, if you die, who will keep the morning Chinese uh, soup business going in
2: Yeah, Brooklyn? exactly. Uh, anything else to say about the episode, you guys? It was well,
1: probably one of the greatest. I mean, all the fighting was just so glorious. and made me so happy. You loved how much fighting there was. See, this episode, to me, there was a lot of,
0: like, odd things that happened uh, with the cough and stuff. But the, the way fighting. The fighting was fun. The way that Tulip got the uh, got Jody locked up, I feel like that happened off camera as well. So that was sort of weird for me. Yeah. There was a lot of back and forth.
2: Just yeah. literal people running the two places and then back to places and two places and back to places. The stuff with Heart, Hair Star was super fun, but didn't really connect to anything else. I think what I'm missing is... The, uh, beyond like, the emotional resonance for these episodes this season is the thematic resonance. Like There doesn't necessarily seem to be a connection for most of the episodes. The Tombs is probably the exception. That yeah. episode was very tightly written. It was very tightly constructed. It all made sense as an episode. This one, super fun stuff, but I, maybe I was missing it. I, I'm just not quite sure that it worked as an individual hour of television. Why can't
1: we just have a fun episode, guys? Why does everything have to be so fucking perfect and tight and all that shit? Fuck you, man.
0: I am just saying I feel like I don't know where the these episodes are going. It feels like stuff's happening, but it doesn't – I don't know what the point is. Yeah. I just feels like, oh, they're going to fight They're trying now. to
1: get out from under grandma is what the point is. No, was. I definitely get
0: that, but it doesn't feel like they're moving in a direction. It feels like they're just sort of well, stuck there, so they're like screwing life around. Life
1: isn't always linear. It doesn't always work that way.
0: No, mine's going in one direction.
1: Great. Straight Congrats to the top. Uh, I do think the
0: the Grail stuff is really fun, and it does Mm -hmm. feel very directed. So I like the Grail-Cassidy stuff a lot.
2: Yeah, and things are definitely building. They just had their panel at San Diego Comic-Con and talked about how they're ramping up the comic book stuff, not ramping down. So you're going to see a lot of stuff, I think, in the second half of the season that is going to ramp up the action, is going to ramp up the direction of where they're going, and that should be very exciting. That's the way my favorite ramps work is up yeah cool oh nice I like down because you get to kind of slide chill yeah (laughs) just stop using those feet for a little bit you know what I'm talking about you must be great at not worrying if you like the show And other shows we do Support at Patreon.com Slash comic book club Also we do a live show Every Tuesday night At 8pm At the Pitloft in New York
1: Come on by It's totally free Pete what else do you want to plug Front us on Facebook So you get to know About the amazing guests We have on our live show
0: Follow us on Twitter At comic book live And uh, unfollowed At Dick Cheney
2: <laughs> uh, Check us out At comic book club Also we have A dedicated Twitter For this podcast At men preacher Follow that We put up pictures From the episodes uh, be Before Before the episodes happen We put up uh, videos And some other stuff (laughs) And whatever We'll talk about Preacher And sometimes we live tweet The episodes if I have time So there you go Cool Cool And remember to watch Heathcliff Heathcliff (laughs) Heathcliff
0: Yeah It's a cartoon I know Heathcliff Heathcliff No one should Terrorize your neighborhood Yeah you know he
2: uh, killed All the vampires (laughs) (laughs) It's a good cat